This is Colorful Commentary. Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Cece. It's been a minute. A lot has happened regarding coronavirus, the protests, and just hopefully the move for a better country. So let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is as I said before, has been a minute. And I do want to acknowledge that it has been a lot. I know all of you can completely understand where I'm coming from with just, oh my goodness, just the tragedy of coronavirus and then all of these beautiful protests, but talking about such deep, painful things in America, police brutality, the deaths that have come at the hands of the state. It's just it's been a lot to try and wrap my head around personally, let alone to come on the podcast and try and speak in a way that is eloquent and that can give you a broader understanding and of what's going on and of yourselves and our own, the own part that we play in all of this. It's just, it's been a lot. And I, like I said, I'm sure you all can relate. So I do apologize for not being on top of things and being as present, but I'm seeking to change that. And this is the step forward. And I just pray that you all are patient with me and can stay with the colorful community because I I love you so much and and I do this for you and to give glory to God and to just release myself so I hope it's a release for you as well Uh, so today is going to be a a little bit different Um, I'm basically just going to talk not that that's much different (laughs) but it's not going to have much of a structure I'm not going to talk about anything in particular I'm mainly going to focus on uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the movement for black lives, and just everything that's been going on in America for since 1619 and today. Obviously, I can't, you know, wrap all that up and uh, I will try and be as succinct as possible. But I really feel like if you are a non-black person listening, I pray you are an ally and you uh, A part of me wants to thank you, but I shouldn't have to thank you because that's what we should all be as human beings, allies to each other. It's just kind of, I mean, the rent you pay on earth is just being kind and understanding uh, and at the very least tolerant. Uh, So I appreciate you being a part of the movement and I hope you're doing your part in donating, signing petitions, and if you can, you know, putting your body on the line and and protesting in person. And if not, there are all these virtual protests. There's a way for everyone to get involved. And I will post uh, in the description links to different places you can, uh, as I said, donate, sign petitions, and just get more involved. And now to my beautiful black people. First off, I see you, and I, I I mean that in every sense of the word, and I feel I feel it because obviously as a black woman I I get it, and when all the you know attention was on the protest, which obviously unfortunately a lot of that attention has passed, although now we're getting into actual policy, which is is just as important. Um, I was just yelling at the TV because they weren't like. <sighs> I'm like, why aren't you focusing on 
us on our stories why are you only focusing on the white newscasters you sent down there and their perspectives on things when they're outsiders talk to the local people show the instagram and twitter videos of the actual people protesting not you covering as press because the press have to label themselves as press so the police know where they're at and the police can tell them to move and then they go do some crazy stuff under the cover of anonymity and you really get to see what was really going on by being on Twitter and by being on Instagram and it was just it was maddening so so that's basically what I want to talk about here is so that <laughs> my black people if you were frustrated at the coverage I pray you're list you can listen to me and be like yes girl yes because I feel like that's just Ah, a catharsis that we need is to hear our own voices. I mean, not just mine as Cece, but like everybody, Black Lives Matter, they have a podcast. Uh, it, it's just, there are so many other uh, options available for you to hear yourself. And so I hope that you give yourself the space and the healing that you need to grow so that we can really just, ah, like I said, take this protest into actual policy because I'm tired of conversations we need legislation and I don't mean like black people need to talk about it and we need to get in but white people the time for conversations that was 2016 we're over that now it's 2020 I don't want to hear about I don't need to explain my blackness my identity to you my humanness to you we're not wasting any more time on that I mean, we've been doing that again six, since 1619. So 400 years of having to waste our valuable, precious time and resources and intelligence just on getting non-black people, mainly white people, to see us and view us as humans and as equals, let alone amazing, incredible, talented you know, individuals and, and truly individuals. I cannot speak for a whole community as 15% of the popul of the American population, let alone, I mean, the world population much higher. So I'm one person, but I do represent other people. My ancestors stand behind me and I know that my peers stand beside me. Whether we disagree or not, I know that we are in this for the same reason, which is the liberation of black people. Because we have not... Now, I, 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 mm, I feel conflicted because when I say we've not fully had freedom in this country, it's true, but on the other side, we've always been free. Black people have, have never been slaves. We were enslaved. No one is a slave in and of themselves. They are forced into that behavior, but that's not their identity. So we've had freedom in the sense of our culture and our beauty and our joy, but we have not had full freedoms under the law that white America has had. And that has shown itself up in every aspect of this country. You see what coronavirus is doing when it first, you know, was starting to come out and everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is actually serious. Like, whoa, now we're, oh Lord, over 120,000 uh, Americans dead from this virus. Please, Lord Jesus, be with their families. 
and it's affecting black people at higher rates. The way we're getting it in the first place is because we are the ones in those jobs. We are, we in Latin American and Native American people are the main workers on the front lines. Of course, we populate the nursing and doctors, but also the, um, what is it, the essential workers. So janitors, cleaning staff, uh, delivery people, whether it's food or packages, um, what the warehouse workers, like all these necessary jobs, which I, I pray that continues where people realize that they are essential and should be paid as such and respected as such. Um, cause you can't just have a world with only doctors and lawyers and nurses and engineers. I mean, we need everybody and everybody, working together makes a society whole and actually work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with the whole essential workers thing, that's, you know, we represent a large portion of that. And so we're, our coronavirus numbers are higher in the black community. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? That's all we need, right? Is freaking a pandemic to just run through our our community and so when all these protests were happening i was like oh lord have mercy i ah i'm still praying that nobody will get sick even from that trump rally that he did which makes no sense um i'm i pray nobody got sick from that you know i know uh, uh he thought it was going to be a full crowd and it, it definitely was not full at all uh so i know he was pissed off about that but that was actually probably the best thing for the people that actually support him i don't know why you would want the people who support you to get sick but you know whatever so with the protest it's like think about how desperate the like the black community has to be and not i don't know if desperate is the right word because no it's not the right word how done <laughs> how done we have to be to put our bodies on the line not just in dealing with police brutality i hope you have seen if you've seen any videos of protesters acting a fool you can find about two three four or five more of police the actually trained individuals with full riot gear on uh just mm completely attacking protesters who are completely unarmed and untrained civilians and yet the protesters have to be more professional and aware of their bearing it seems than the actual police Whew. so it's just gets really 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 tiring of all the stuff we have to deal with i mean being black in america is is ah uh, let me say this being black is the privilege of my life one of the many privileges of my life that god has blessed me with i wouldn't i i'm fascinated by other cultures and communities but i am so happy to be a part of the culture and community that god put me in of course i think most people would say that but i'm very grateful that i can say that and trust me blackness is a journey and it's an absolute journey. If I look back on just four or five or six years ago about the things that I didn't know then that I know now, it's, it's, uh, I mean, blackness is basically almost like being a Christian or like 
going to school for something like you just the more you immerse yourself into it and don't shy away from it the more you learn about it and learn about the experiences of other black people around the world and and just what connects us and unites us and and also what divides us and how we need to work on that it's it's hard for me to verbalize in words um but if you're black i think you get it and that's why i try and have grace for black people who might be more ignorant about things or or just are not on that i know woke saying woke is kind of like done but i like it i like it i like being woke i like the term (laughs) but for those who are not woke per se um you know i try and give them as much grace as i can because it is it is a journey you come along and just embrace it and don't resist it you can see just how ah amazing it is to be fully in your pride so i say all that to say this is a culmination of years years of black people as a community and i'll just say specifically in america of getting to that journey of awakening because the things that we were demanding we were demanding basic freedom at the end of the civil war right then in the 60s we were demanding legislation and we were trying to change hearts and minds as well but saying okay we need voting rights just to be able to vote safely we need to be able to just have a job and not be discriminated we should be able to live where we can afford to live not you forcing us and redlining the districts we should have political representation all those things were what was going on in the 60s and they achieved them and i think the next generations kind of got a little lax i thought the civil rights movement was over i didn't realize that it never ends and that as long as there's racism sexism homophobia transphobia all these things islamophobia xenophobia that the civil rights movement is ongoing and it evolves into different um, expressions and different movements. I didn't think I was gonna be in that in uh, at this age and in 2020. And it's, it's beautiful because this system has not been working for us on so many levels. It's not, it's not working for us. It's not, it's not working for native people. It's not working for Latin American people. It's just not built for us. And so I I guess it's working the way that the founders designed it to be, which is to benefit white people above all. But now this new evolution of the movement is all about Black Lives Matter. And that is a basic phrase. (laughs) That's a phrase that we shouldn't have to say. Um, and that I definitely want to expand upon like that cannot just be it it can't just be black lives matter it has to be black voices matter black women matter black (sighs) pain matters black anger matters you know like it has to be the whole black experience but that is what what's wrapped up just in those three words black lives matter and let me be very clear black lives matter when is resisting arrest. Black lives matter when cussing out a police officer. Black lives matter when 
accused of a crime. Black Lives Matter in any situation, it's not just one form of behavior. Because what I've seen is the way George Floyd's murder and the way Rayshard Brooks' murder have been treated have been different. Justice shouldn't only be for the black man who was bound, suffocated, crying out for his mother, still calling the officer sir. He doesn't deserve justice any more than Rayshard Brooks, who fought back for his life, who wrestled for the taser and ran away and was shot in the back. There's no excuse to be shot in the back in a parking lot of Wendy's when several bystanders are in their cars. It's just, not only is it absolutely reckless, it's again, a inability to see black life as equal. That, oh, well, you fought back, so you deserve to die. Oh, well, you cussed, so you deserve to die. Oh, well, what, what? We busted in your home, didn't say we were police in the middle of the night, and you did a fire, a warning shot. Oh, well, you deserve to die. That's how Breonna Taylor was murdered, right? I mean, it's just, it's so much. Ahmaud Arbery, oh, you're, you're going down the street. You have the nerve to be black in the daylight. You have the nerve to not stop from my questioning and let me arrest you. Oh, well, then you deserve to die. You have the nerve, oh, or the dear soul Elijah, to be wearing a, a, a mask, a ski mask. Oh, well, then you deserve to die. This is the problem. This is the problem we're talking about right now. And of course, there are so many other problems facing Black America, facing America, period. But this is what we have momentum on right now. So let's keep it, that momentum going. And that is why I do agree that we do need to defund the police. Again, people will try and do what they did with Black Lives Matter when they're like, all lives matter, not just Black Lives Matter. It's like nobody said only Black Lives Matter. It's, hey, we need to focus on Black Lives Matter. Now, if any of you listening are a Christian or are familiar with the Bible, then you should know what I'm about to say. I read this uh, a while ago and I felt like it was a very great example of like the shepherd, right? He could have 100 sheep, 99 are there and the one goes off. What does the shepherd do? He goes off and looks for the one. He leaves the 99 knowing that they have safety in numbers, that they're okay, that they'll be fine. And he goes after the one. He puts all his time and resources and energy into rescuing the one and bringing that one back into the flock. So that's the same thing of Black Lives Matter. We are that one. We deserve your time, we deserve attention, we deserve legislation, we deserve focus. And if you can't say Black Lives Matter, then what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? That you have to say, oh yeah, it's messed up what's going on, but you know, we really need to say all lives matter. That's not your place because we're focusing on the one, not the 99 who are, who are okay right now, who are of course dealing with their own stuff because humanity is humanity, but are not lost, are not alone, are not just, oh, Lord God, help me, help me have patience. So this is the same thing with defund the police. 
people are going to try and make that and twist that of where, oh, they don't want any police. Oh my gosh, they want to take all the money away. They want our police officers to not get paid. Well, first off, police officers, just like all emergency workers, don't get paid properly. So if that's the case, if they're taking up 50% of the city's budgets, where is that money going towards? That's going towards militarization. That's going towards more weapons. That's going towards making bloating the police force unnecessarily. Why do cops need to be in school? They don't. They don't. It's unnecessary. Why are you going to call a cop on a freaking six and seven year old, usually black kids who got in a fight? That's that's wrong. We need mental health counselors in school. We need guidance counselors in school. We need drug counselors, not police. They don't need to be the first call for everything, particularly if it's not crime related or not violent. They don't need to be involved. So that's what defund the police is about. And I'll, I'll include a link of people who can say it much more eloquently than I can. But it's not about abolishing the police, although some people are for that. That's more of a small percentage. But the main thing is on defunding the police, on saying, look, you should not have more than half of most cities' budgets. That budget should be cut. And that money should go towards investing in black communities with, like I said, the mental health counselors, the guidance counselors, the drug uh, programs and rehabilitation programs, rehoming programs. I mean, all these things. And what starts with police brutality, people can say, oh, well, only a certain a small amount of black people die per year from police brutality. First off, one person killed and murdered in cold blood is one too many. But police brutality is more than just ending in death. It's trauma. It's the mental anguish of being accused of something you didn't commit, of being arrested for something you didn't do just because you fit the description of a black person and not having the money for bail, which that's a whole nother system that needs to be reformed. And so then you lose your job and then you lose your apartment and to prevent losing your job or apartment, you take a plea deal and you plead guilty and have a record for something you never did, but they know you have to get out of jail quick or else you're gonna lose basically your whole lifestyle and stability for your family. So all that police policing, the over-policing relates to the prison industrial complex, which we know is just, oh, more black people are in prison now than we're enslaved. So they're related issues they all connect and as far as I'm concerned government has been working very well for white people and not so much for people of color and so for people who are all about less government less government less government government is not going away any functioning society needs a ruling body what we need to make sure is that it represents us and that is by voting. As I've said before, rich white people, even though they funnel all their money into the elections and they spend an insane amount of money on making sure they have those elected officials doing what they want them to do, what? They still go and vote. So I need all of us to go and vote. I don't care what party you vote for, you need to exercise your right. People died for that. People are crying, screaming on the streets, risking their lives to make sure that this protest is more than just a protest that it actually 
leads to a change in policy, which we're seeing around the country. You know, 40 million people have lost their jobs from coronavirus, from this pandemic, okay? That means they don't have any health care if their state didn't expand Medicaid, which most Republican states did not. That means they don't have access to food stamps. I mean, that means that come July 31st, if the HEROES Act is not passed, then their extra unemployment benefits will be done. And I'm sure they've spent that stimulus check if they ever got it in the first place. So we need to be putting social safety nets in place. I'm telling you, the only thing that separates America from a third world country, it's not our ideals. It's not our exemplary past. It is welfare. It is having a social security net like food stamps, like unemployment, like health care, um, which, of course, not everybody has. And so these are the things that we need to expand, not limit. I don't think someone having health care, someone being able to afford food, someone being able to afford their rent and someone being paid if they lost their job, that's not expanded government into our freedoms. That's actually giving people the freedom to live the way they need to live and government supporting them in doing that. So whether you agree or disagree, please don't just be about ideology, be about real policy changes. Because I do believe in universal health care and I do believe that the more the government does for its citizens, the better the country prospers. And I think we need to pass the HEROES Act. I think we need to pass the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. I think we need to pass the Justice and Policing Act and so many other <laughs> bills that are up, uh, that are on Mitch McConnell's desk, but he won't pass through. And it's just, it's, it's, this is a moment this is a moment and I just pray that we all do our part to make it to make it something that our children will be proud of because I'm I'm so proud of us I'm I'm so proud to be alive right now and we are we are of the righteous to fight for the oppressed is righteous God is on our side he is for the oppressed. He's for the downtrodden. Us uplifting ourselves as black people and, and any other uh, discriminated group. That is godly. <laughs> that is right. That is just. And I pray that you'll join me on this journey of being more politically active and engaged. And not just conversation but legislation. Let's push for that. Let's hold our elected officials accountable and let's vote come November to make this change real and just to continue doing more because it don't stop, okay? It don't stop. Woo! I'm glad I got that out. I hope you're still here with me. I know it's been a little bit longer and it was definitely a rant, a full-on rant. And I don't think it had much structure at all. It kind of just jiggly wiggly flowed in the air. <laughs> but I hope it's been enjoyable for you. And like I said, that you've been able to get a release and a catharsis from being right here with me. Because our anger is valid. Okay. Our joy is necessary. Our activism is vital and our lives matter. Okay. I'm going to be posting resources, as I said, in the description box 
please follow me at Colorful Commentary on Instagram and Pinterest and at Colorful Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm going to be posting on the blog a racial restoration toolkit. Basically, movies you can watch, books you can read, podcasts you can listen to, articles you can read, places you can donate. Just a one-stop shop for Black people and allies, okay? To just... uh, So we can all do our part to make this world better and more colorful. I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. And I pray that God just gives you everything you need. And I hope that you stay in the fight for justice for black lives. And as always, stay colorful.